0: Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zollman, owner and founder of Sophie Zo virtually there for you, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zo. Today I have another fabulous guest for you. She is a longtime friend colleague and and I know her from a, a client that I used to work for where she used to uh, be one of their clients. So today I bring you the fabulous and amazing Jennifer Gore Cuthbert. She is the founding attorney and owner of Atlanta Personal Injury Law Group, a personal injury firm with locations around the Atlanta Metro. Atlanta Personal Injury Law Group represents those injured in auto collisions, trucking crashes, slip and fall accidents, and wrongful death cases. And is known for maximizing case values while moving cases efficiently and effectively through the process by embracing technology, great communication with clients, and detailed knowledge on case management. Jennifer's goals of becoming an attorney and opening her own practice were shaped by her own personal injury experiences. In college, she was seriously hurt in a car accident. Later, her high school boyfriend also died after a motorcycle crash, and she had her identity stolen by an employer and sued for over $100,000 all before the age of 21. After going through some difficult legal issues and having to navigate her own legal case, Jennifer became a lawyer. Since opening its doors in 2013, Atlanta Personal Injury Law Group has grown exponentially in cases, revenue, and employee size. Jennifer has also received several prestigious awards and recognitions, including AVO Clients Choice Award, AVO Top Personal Attorney, AVO, to, AVO Top Attorney, American Institute of Personal Injury Attorneys 10 Best in Client Satisfaction, The National Trial Lawyers Top 40 Under 40 Civil Plaintiff Lawyers, Super Lawyers Rising Star in Personal Injury Law, Georgia Trend Magazine's Legal Elite in Personal Injury Law, Atlanta Attorneys at Law Magazine's Attorneys to Watch, Daily Report's Best Social Mediator, and most recently, Law Firm 500's fastest growing law firm in the United States, top 20 in 2018, 2019, and 2020. In addition to building her own law practice, Jennifer also coaches women attorneys and women entrepreneurs owners on topics such as business, practice management, domestic management, and marketing. Jennifer, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a while since we've connected, so I'm really super excited that we can connect here on my show and I can, you know, bring you to my listeners and we can share some great stuff with them.
1: Thanks, Sophie, so much for having me today. Always great catching up with you. We've known each other for a number of years and just always fascinated seeing what you're up to.
0: Thank you. Sounds good. So let's get started. My question to you is, what is your best tip, trick, or advice for helping business owners and entrepreneurs grow from six to seven figures and beyond?
1: So when you're talking about growing from six to seven figures, I think there's a lot of different things that can help you grow. But the thing that comes to my mind, which may not um, be something that a lot of people think about, is having data in your firm. And my firm is very heavily data-driven. And um, I know for lawyers, lawyers hate numbers and hate math. So this is kind of going to be an off, kind of maybe not expected tip. But I run my firm on data. And data helps you figure out a lot of different things and to know things and not make emotional decisions in your business. So, um, you know you need to be tracking how many cases that you're signing per month. I know that sounds super basic, but I know a lot of law firms out there that actually, if if I ask them, how many cases did you sign in the month of May? They actually don't know. Um, And, you know, I think sometimes people are too reliant on their CRM software to say, oh, I could just run a report if I wanted to know that. Um, that's fine if that's what you want to do for your data, but you need to be running that report and looking at it monthly versus just saying I could run that report, but I'm not running that report. Um, you need to be know- knowing how many cases that are coming in as potential leads into your firm monthly. Um, that's another type of report you know, that you can run. You need to know your average case value. You need to know what types of cases are having the higher fees and what types of cases are having lower fees in your firm. Um, I could go on and on about data because data is an obsession of mine now, but data helps you scale and data will highlight things to you that you may not be obvious if you're looking at it from a bird's eye view of what's going on in the business and you don't have that data. Um, I know for me, just getting a handle around all the data was very eye-opening for me. And now we've refined and refined and refined our data to a point where um, we kind of operate the whole firm off of different dashboards.
0: I love that. And that is something that a lot of people don't even think about. And, And a lot of people go straight for the, well, there's a business plan and there's the mindset and there's this and there's that but a lot of those things actually do hinge upon the data like you just said. I love that. So, um what ways do you track that data? You said it's it's more than a simple CRM do you and you said you have dashboards. So are did you have some custom stuff created or are there is there law firm technology out there that that the other that firms can get to use to do the same data reports you use? So
1: What I've found, just my personal experience, is is a lot of the CRM software is um, designed to look at data in a past view. So you can run a report at the end of the month to see certain things. But what I like is data in real time. So we actually started off just using Google Sheets because Excel spreadsheets and things like that, if some somebody's opening opening that in a file and then someone else is working on it, it doesn't it doesn't like that. So we ended up going to Google Sheets so that multiple people could be viewing the data at the same time. And that was our first kind of like how we started using data because I want to see, how many demands does the team a have out uh at you know on on the 7th of the month i don't want to find that out next month you know what i mean when like past data i like to look at data in real time and understand what's going on in the firm you know a quarter of the month through halfway through 75% and sometimes that allows us to take action when we see things are either going really positively or negatively on that data set as to like, oh, we need to really ramp production here. I can see this team is falling significantly behind in their numbers. Um, Or leads are really, really down this month. And then there's something broken in that marketing campaign. That is why those leads are not coming in. And if you waited till the end of the month to run that report, you would be like, there's nothing I can do now. All of our leads for that month crashed, you know, and I think it's really important to be making decisions in real time and having your team looking at that data in real time.
0: Awesome. I love that because you're right. Most people look at the past data and then make decisions for the future based on that past data. But especially in these times and how crazy the economy gets and all the different ups and downs (laughs) of business and all those things, It you kind of do have to live in the moment because you never know when it's going to change and something's going to hit unexpectedly. And you guys are staying on top of that. So if it's a Google sheet, is it something that is programmed and with like some sort of data feeding it? Or do you actually have a person on your team manually filling in that data daily or weekly or however often that needs to be updated?
1: So we currently have people filling in the specific types of data we need. There are ways to run those reports, but a lot of what we use the data for is planning as well. So the team also kind of uses the the, the data set to say, this is my plan for the month of what I'm expecting to happen in production. And so they kind of use it as a planning tool. And what I've found over time, just talking to tons and tons of law firms, is most people that work in a law firm that do production work are using a planning tool. And it's typically outside of the CRM. They have a little scratch note. They have an Excel spreadsheet on their desktop. They have something where they're planning. This is how I'm going to get to my billable requirements. Or this is how many cases I'm going to resolve in personal injury or... You know they have different goals and what they're trying to do monthly so we just ask them to now how's that in our data set so that as a management team we can see what they're planning to do how they're going to get to their numbers um because everyone in our firm has goals so um currently you know i've thought about we we have a couple plans for 2022 to automate a ton of data google is actually creating a program that starts to automate all these things There's like three different um, companies we're interviewing for automating a lot of our data on a custom way, because the more and more data you create, it is time consuming to keep up with. But for some data, it's also a planning tool. And so we don't wanna take that away from the people that are using it because they're also using it as a way to figure out how they're going to get to where they're trying to go, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes absolute sense. It's it's a different way to approach it from what I you know with many of the people I work with and and the people in my sphere. But I can see how, especially because you're a law firm, and there's so there's a it's a different data set to a certain extent. I mean, business is business in many respects, but you know, a law firm and the way you guys do things is a bit unique. So you do kind of have to customize what you do with it. And that that really sounds great. I love that. So if you, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, you use it as a planning tool and you talk about everybody in your firm has goals. And I know from our past, um, you know, relationship and, and the client that um, I worked for that you were a client of, they talk about KPIs. So yes. where, where do KPIs fit in that? Is that the actual data you're tracking? Or is that a different piece of this puzzle that, that plays into the data you analyze and use to plan?
1: So KPIs, key performance indicators, are how you can tell whether someone is on track or off track. So if we say to somebody, you have to get this many cases closed, you know, let's say the number is 20 cases closed a month and they're only at 3 and it's the last 2 days before the end of the month the key the KPI is telling you they are way off target now what i would like to know is that at uh month day 15 they were only at 1 that i'm going to our team will sound the alarm like something is going on here sooner rather than at the end of the month so it's almost like you know, when are you checking your KPIs? We're trying to check them in real time. And we are saying like, are people on track so that we can not have to uh, be so far behind when we notice that the work is behind?
0: Got it. No, and that makes sense. And that's very good because I love the whole real time perspective that you're taking on it um i don't i don't think i've ever talked to anybody on my show or anywhere that looks at the data in real time they always look at the past and plan accordingly from there now they do somewhat watch their numbers in real time but they don't really they don't try to analyze them or or change direction yeah, and try the month ends and they go, oh, crap, we didn't meet our numbers now. And now we got to adjust and you got to do twice as much in the next month, potentially. And it becomes this big snowball thing. So you guys are staying on top of it to to avoid the avalanche and snowballing of, oh, my gosh, well, in November, we didn't hit our numbers. So in December to hit our 2021 goals, we had to double our production because we weren't paying to our attention to our numbers in real time and trying to head things off. Earlier instead of waiting till it was too late. So I love that. Um, yeah. Does that, keep- I think
1: it's important in marketing because we've had multiple marketing campaigns that our marketing manager will look at and say, we've always gotten at least five cases out of this channel. Let's just say for an example. And if it's like midway through the month and we've gotten zero, we will call and say, hey, what's going on? And then sometimes the campaign is broken. Or somebody in the market doubled down and paid, you know, put way more money into ads and knocked us off. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen in 30 days.
0: Yes, yes. Now, a lot of, you know, you're talking about marketing campaigns, but I, I know a lot of law firm business can come from referrals. Where do referrals fit into your law firm um, marketing strategy and, and your numbers? I mean, the, the planning and the data that you do for that.
1: So we have an entire dashboard for referral data, and we track every case that has come in for a referral over the last several years. And then um, we're watching: does somebody that was consistently sending us referrals suddenly no longer sending us referrals? That is a sign. Uh, that's a red flag to us. So I think tracking like. Are, are your referral sources changing you know month to month and you know it is common in referrals that they're not going to have a referral for you every month but I think when you look at the trends if somebody was heavily referring to you and then they're no longer that's just something to look into um and it's easy to see when you have a data set and it's like these are all the cases and this is where they came from in referrals for the firm um also we started like, just maybe a month a few months back we hired someone just to cultivate referrals within the firm and their main job was just to you know keep communication with referral sources drop food off you know um you know kind of be their concierge like person and um as we started giving attention to all those referral sources and even past ones that maybe had dried up we saw referrals shoot up again you know so you got to nurture and grow and love on your referral sources.
0: I love that. And that is so true because, you know, I, you know, I try to always refer business to, to people in my network as much as possible, but there are times where, you know, you get distracted or you get busy in something else and you forget about that step in your, in your, your, your business and your other, you know, your friends and colleagues business. So having that person, um, be the liaison and the concierge and just constantly keeping that you in front of that referral source is definitely a great idea because even if you were to automate that with a CRM, it's still not as great as that personal touch. I love that you've taken it to the personal touch. That's great. I love it.
1: I mean, I think we spend a lot of time on our um, digital leads and then the referral leads can be so valuable. So not dedicating, just thinking they're going to come organically is kind of naive, right?
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, Jen, I really love what you've brought to the table today. To I'm sure my listeners, especially the attorneys out there that I have in my in my community are going to eat this up. So tell me what's the best way to find you what do they, you know, where can they learn more about you? And if the, if any people listening happen to be in need of a personal injury attorney in the Atlanta area, how can they find you and get, you know, get in touch with you to to figure out if that if they have a case and you can work with them?
1: So you can find us at Atlanta
0: Personal. I- uh,
1: injury Law Group on multiple so- social um, handles. I'm sure you'll have all that data here. Our website is www.atlinjurylawgroup.com. My email, Jennifer at ATL injury law Group um, And then my personal brand, I have um, on Instagram as well. LinkedIn, you can find me, Jennifer Gore Cuthbert. It's hard to not find my last name on there. Um, on Instagram, I'm Jen Gore Lawyer.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Jen. I really appreciate it. I love having this different perspective on my show for my listeners, especially those attorneys out there that listen. And to my listeners, thank you for listening. And I look forward to bringing you a new guest again next week. Thanks, Sophie. My pleasure. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.